Okay. So, you know, we see that for some of you, I think, you know, you could almost, almost say there's because of the repetition, it almost makes it, you know, like a, like a, a document. And when I, you know, sent some things, I don't know how much I've said about it, but, um, you know, on the way to, for us to travel overseas at Christmas, my sister phoned me. And, and uh, so from that, I sent her various documents. And at one of them, I said to her, I said, Sandy, you know, God is a very complicated God. I mean, this is a huge earth and the goings on of the earth and the universe and everything. We, we, you know, we do a disservice to God to try to put him in a box and try to just understand him. And so in a sense, that's what Sunsinium has done. If, you know, with Sandy, there, you know, I could have given her one page and it would, of course, cause five more questions for her. And, uh, and she was, and you have to be patient to say, because even though I said there's answers to all those five questions, you have to be a patient person to keep coming back and say, okay, what about this? What about that? You have to keep your head, mind open and you have to be willing to understand, you know, in some ways I was even going to say the language. God has language. God has culture, which is why the website you know, that I go to to get the message is called Heaven's Culture, because there's a culture of God and there's the language of God. And we see it in the Old and New Testament that there's words in there and concepts in there that is truly, people would say, theological. That were those kind of, of issues of God. And they become really uh, we just put them into different languages, the simpler words that we, and then they become daily parlance. But we still know that so many of them are God's concepts that he gave mankind. Uh, so the first part, I just don't know that could he's talking about this. He said, um, you know, that he is the one who saved you from despair. He's really talking about Jesus throughout this whole time because he, he really, Jesus was the savior in the Old Testament really was God, but God only seemed the savior so distant. What, right, right. There was the central figure, whether they're a prophet, the judges, the kings or Moses or, you know, those central figures. But the average person maybe just looked to the physical savior. And uh, so it was really through Jesus then we really, we still saw God ultimately as being our savior. But for many of us who grew up uh, within maybe with Jesus really was our personal savior, we really saw what he did for us. And therefore it was really easy to see that. And then you, know, you could also say in time in the next thousand years, sensing him, even though there, it's true, he is the savior because what? He is the savior of this time period bringing us the word of God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Son of Jesus. That's the word that has to be given through a physical mouth, a physical thing. So in that sense, he becomes then uh, the, a savior too. But for right now, in this intensive purpose, he's just the person sent right in the uh, time period. So one of the things that Zedemus says, all these Proverbs, and he said some Proverbs couldn't be given for 50 and 60 years. And it's true. We need experience in life. Even Sudsi Nim needs to experience things in life to have an understanding of God's culture, of understanding of even in his old life, how he applies, or maybe he had an inborn prejudice about something that God couldn't even enlighten him. And then only time, those kind of things erode um, because sensing him as a human being, just as Jesus was. So he says, even now I'm giving you Proverbs in the form of a sermon. And then right now down to line 55, he says, those who dwell within their own thoughts are those who live confined in death. And, you know, just the other day, you know, sometime last week, out of the blue, Courtney's been really busy, but she just phoned one day and said, I want to come for over, go for a walk with you and dad. She said, I'm sick of my own thoughts. <laughs> and meaning we're all there that who wants to go for another walk for another half hour and just go around 
kids around with the whole schmas of whatever it's been bothering you and worried about that you get tired. And in a sense, it feels like death because there's no new way of looking at something you have looked at at seven ways to Sunday. And we've all uh, we've all been there. And so we are dead in that aspect until something breathes new life, till we get a new realization, a new revelation, a new understanding. And which is what we're constant. We don't always pray for everything, but there's always that blanket prayer. God, help me, help me out of this uh, this situation that I can no longer have uh, have any clarity or new clarity. Um, so then he's saying those who fell astray in providence eventually went back to the path of the former times and the end that life pertained to that domain. And so this is where we get into that lot of God speak, you know, all the domains. But he's just saying that people who often leave um, this time period, often leave. They they go back. If they're people who were in Christianity, they often go back to Christianity just for the comfort there for, and, and you know, it's true. But then after a while, I think the nutrition there would, you'd think would just bore them. I know Nate says so many times when he ever he goes to church with Judy, he says, it's all I can do to stand stay there for that half hour because it's just, um, it doesn't teach you anything. It doesn't give you anything that, that, that is nutritious to your soul sort of thing. And uh, and so eventually, but eventually people, if they really, that's what they want to do. He said they become people then who belong to that place and then they, they die and then they end up just going to a, you know, another spiritual realm. Um, so then he says, uh, he says, so he just kind of warns us the body can die by something very trivial, trivial. And Courtney was just telling us yesterday that last weekend in Cranbrook, a kid went out, somebody Adam knew, went out with a bunch of other guys, snowmobiling, 24 years old, and you know, not married yet. But he just, they don't know what happened. And he went over a cliff and went all the way down the cliff and yeah, died. Died even though he had a helmet on and everything else. His, the internal injuries were so terrible. And I mean, isn't that a trivial way to die? You know, he had been an experienced snowmobiler. He's 24. He owned his own machine. Adam didn't hear all the particulars, but, you know, you'd go out for a Sunday, you know, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday afternoon, and uh, you die in something that you really did not. You thought you knew what you're doing. So such a trivial way to die. It's so, so sad. And he's saying in that same way, way if we don't just keep our... Um, you know, our thoughts always open and keep pressing on trying to find answers. He said, if you have doubts about something, ask, and it's certainly better. Ask God, ask somebody else, instead of letting those things cause a little, maybe a root of, of bitterness or a root of frustration enter into your life. Um, so then he's talking about suffering here. And so something I'm saying, you know, life's suffering. And he says, there's times that we do have to go for a suit. Everybody does. The whole world goes through. So he says, even though you receive suffering, he says, sometimes he says, I receive suffering because I brought, I ushered in this time period. And because of this, I am really in suffering. But he said, even though you receive suffering, you need to complete it first and then receive. In other words, we all have to be patient in suffering. Paul told us that in the New Testament. And he said, but if you suffer after missing the time, meaning that you just wouldn't do it, so you kept going off and finding other things to, to stop and to, you know, you said, I'm going to go out all the time. I'm going to listen about this. I'm not going to pay attention. And I'm going to just busy myself. He's after missing the time and that's able to get done what you should get done. He said, there will be no hope for you to overcome the suffering, meaning you had to go through it with God. That's really what this message is about. You've got to go through it. He says you can't win. You can't even live life without God, without without Jesus, without the Holy Spirit happening. So he even says, after giving birth to a history, I suffered because of that history. 
So then he just talks about in Worming It About in 1978. And it's just a good little parable because it talks about how he'd been praying about, he was trying, he knew he was supposed to build this ambitious masterpiece. And so you could just see it as, uh, you know, as you drive into, as you could say that we did a little ambitious masterpiece, you drive into our property and then we had them build a rock and kind of, it's sort of trying to look like, you know, the rocks around Cranbrook, Fisher Peak and that. And only he built this huge thing that is called the ambitious. And he felt, and it is, it's, it's beautiful and it's rocks and it's kind of a, it's beautiful. And um, I think if you've looked at any kind of thing, you I could show you pictures, but he, but he prayed for this, you know, I think a, a foundational rock. And, uh, and, you know, I had, can't tell you, I've, I've only seen it once and I had, you know, and pictures don't do it justice. But the point is, is that he, you know, I think other people saw it that think, you know, there's going to be some fact because, you know, Koreans and, and Asians are into all these images in rocks. And this didn't seem to appear to have that way. But because he prayed for it and he felt it had come miraculously to him, he really kept thinking, praying from God. But can you imagine he owned it for 24 years? And every time he thought about it, he thanked God and was glad that he had got that rock. But for 24 years, he still probably deep down said, that's kind of an ordinary rock. And, but didn't want to share that, but to towards God, he probably kept saying, I'm just so glad you gave me that rock though, because he, it did come by miraculous and rocks were harder to find. And then it's 24 years later, does he see these two images in it? Now, yeah, that might not be mean much to you and I, because we're not really into images and rocks, but what it's saying is something that we were given that for a long time, that is what we have to remember to keep giving thanks for God because it was perhaps something we prayed for, but it didn't really live up to our expectation. But maybe then the, the time yet, the moment yet, that hasn't been revealed. And so I think that that's true. And, you know, I think that the older I get, the more you appreciate things that you didn't appreciate when you were younger, that you you went, wow, I'm so glad we did this then. So glad we built this then. So glad that this happened as it did. Wow, it took my, me to getting this age that I really appreciate that. And so it's just interesting that God gives you, even if he gave it to you younger, he gave it to you when you were older. That's what I'm sort of saying. And so we need to always be cognizant of the fact that he said sometimes he gives you things and the benefit. He had said that in the other message. So then he says another interesting thing that's like a proverb says, being thankful is to pay the price, or you could say, or the price for the things you've received. God does. God is not a God that just gives and gives and give unconditionally. God is a God. There is an exchange. And he has always uh, expected that. It's the way he grows us up, the way he grows up society, that one day you can believe when God, society finally turns around and goes, you know what? I like my life. I had a good life. I'm good, good. You know, I should look around and wonder if there's a God that I should be give thankful, that they've got sun to, sun to give me sun and food to eat and a good job. But you wonder when people, it seems the most prosperous nations are the ones that run fastest away from God. It's kind of sad, isn't it? Okay. And uh, and then over on page six, through Jesus' body, the one said to this time period, it was fulfilled and they became one. I'm talking about the Catholic and Protestant, and I'll just say it briefly. It was, it did happen before Providence. And Sensinum just wants you to see that, that he says, I did it as the body of Jesus. It was actually Jesus doing it. I mean, Jesus did everything and has done it. They're doing everything now. But he's just saying that it was not part of Providence. It was one of the last fulfillments of Christianity that the, the Catholics and the, and the and Christianity, you could say, I'm talking about the evangelical kind of, kind of Christianity, the Anglicans and everything else, 
that they were united together saying, what is our squabbles? We are united under Jesus Christ. And we believe we both believe in Jesus. So I want to say again, uh, the Lord in the Old Testament is usually referring to God. The Lord in the New Testament is Jesus. And so don't get too confused about those things. Um, so, so then on page seven, just uh, 284, when the people are waiting for God, uh, they if they die. And so even people now, Christians now who have waited for Jesus, if they die, they then accept Sunsidium in the spiritual realm. If they've been honest before God or God seekers or Jesus seekers have been faithful. So that continually goes on because this takes a long time for, for providence, right? To trickle down to people from all over the world. So if they're doing good in Christianity and love Jesus, you know, you just feel, I mean, I'm still obviously praying for my sister and brother, but you feel kind of bad for them because they've had an opportunity of very few people in the world and uh, they still can't be bothered to to listen or anything like that. So um, so then we, uh, so then on, on page eight, I don't think of too much. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to say this about this message, because like I said, it gets very detailed in time, at times, and sometimes thought, oh, I should take that out, maybe you should take this out. But Sansinum has to lay it again because of the problems in Korea, that there's people who take, you know, it's like I said with my sister, you know, well, what about this? What about that? And so she'll take, you know, something that offends her, but she's not patient enough to listen. And so then Sensinum lays this out in this document and tries to, you know, almost throw the, all the paint up in the wall. So whatever is bugging you, because people, different things bug different people and different denominations are bugged by different things. And uh, so he's really laying this out for people. And, and so and he says it over and over again, that people really, um, he tries to relay all their concerns, all of their arguments. Um, so they says just as many people. So he talks about then the people who in the spiritual world who who have accepted Sunsinam now, because at least accept and accept we have to, because they wouldn't hear the new word otherwise, otherwise. And so they and Jesus really ushered them into the new time period. So whether they've been a dead a year, 10 years, whatever, they are now working with Jesus in the spiritual realm. And you really do wonder, just like we think the internet is going to make everything faster as far as the promulgation of the gospel, this gospel throughout the world. You really wonder in the spiritual world when you have that many people, Christians, because Christianity, you know, is still a real level up than what Judaism was. And uh, these are people now have, set, have got, come in by the droves into this time period. You can really see that they, um, if they could come and minister to, to people like us, uh, you know, then that is in, in, in or at least to their family. It, you think all the faster that this might really happen, that this might really take off. Um, so then he says, uh, he's talking to them at the very bottom. There are two people. And he's talking about that, you know, if a husband and wife agree on something together, then that's the will. So he's just talking about this more in a singular way that if he does something for somebody and they agree that that's the will. So he's trying to He's trying to comfort people about, you know, really the will. It's hard to know unless you had that problem and you were you were writing him or had a problem with that. But I think it's tough to say that if you and a partner, you and a friend, you and something, you know, get the same thought, the same idea together and you're agreed, then that is the will. That it doesn't always mean it works out, but you at least could pursue it, pursue it and find out that's the God, the will of God for you. So that's pretty much it, that what I have. So like, I know it's 
seems scattered. At least I, maybe it does for some of you, a lot of information, but I hope that you got something out of it. Oh, there's our savvy waking up. But anybody have anything to add here? Well, there was one line at the end, near the end, maybe on the last page where he says, you know, if I think God says, if you, if, if you're unable to go, something about the mountain, you have to go around the mountain. Right, right. So uh, I just was curious what you think that is meaning. Like, you know, is God saying that, you know, sometimes there's things in your life that you, there's no way to, God's not going to perform some sort of miracle and remove it. You just have to sort of endure. Because then it, before that he was saying, like, if you tell me to endure, then it's, it's, it's not really helpful. No, it's just comfort. Yeah. It's just comfort. Yeah. Right, stand here and stand here. Especially so in this time, is time period of action. So, you know, Joel, and we don't, you living in Switzerland, there is, tries to do passes everywhere around the mountains. Sometimes if it's smaller, they go over or they do a gondola. Or but through. here, or or through, they do do tunnels through. In Canada, we don't do as many tunnels. It's just the cost or something else. And so what do we do? How many times have we wished that there was a pass, a better pass to go from Calgary to Cranbrook and how much faster the road would be if there was a pass. But because there's mountains and it's so expensive, we go around, right? We have to go on, you know, Highway 3 all around. And so he's just saying that, and it goes with this time period because we all want miracles. That's the biggest thing we get, you know, frustrated with God, why God doesn't perform magic, why he doesn't just click his finger, because especially we were taught that. We were, Jesus walked on water. He turned wine into water. There were so many miracles in the Old Testament, the New Testament. We believed that, and, and maybe there were back then, and there maybe still are some places in the world. But for the most part, we live at a time of reality where God is given medicine. He's given big diggers to dig around a mountain, to put in roads to go around. And that's what Sunseed is saying. Don't, it's better to go around. Yes, it takes me to more time, more gas. It's more inefficient in terms of my time, but this is the way it is. So, so in anything I do then, I have to take action in all the ways it takes to go around that mountain. I have to make sure my car's got gas. I have to make sure I've got the time. I have to get in the car and I have to drive. And so that's what, and so we just have to accept it. We have to accept it that that's what we're doing. But, you know, I was thinking about that very thing, Joel, last night in bed, you know, in, in regard to my own life, that in the end, I'm around. I'm around the obstacle. I'm around on the other side. I'm home. I'm safe. I got there from, from Calgary, right? So that's what we have to see. It's not that, no, you're just sitting there frustrated. You took action, you went around and you got, and now years later, I'm past it. I'm on the way to, I'm almost in Vancouver now. <laughs> went through other paths. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. good. It's good. We live in a time period of taking action though. And I thought this was really good as sensitive to say it, to say that very thing. I think it was really apropos, you know, of him saying it. He was very blunt with God. No point. You just keep telling me words of comfort. You can say that, you know, not even an unbeliever could tell me something like that. So, yeah. yeah. Good. All righty. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining. So that was great. And uh, Sherry, you didn't have anything? I... Oh, okay. So I shall uh, just um, 
end up in, uh, in prayer. And thanks again, and we'll hopefully all see you next Sunday. Almighty God, we truly thank you once again for your word. We thank you for even the detail of it. Sometimes it's a lot to read, it's a lot to take in. But uh, if sometimes we have doubts, we can go by, back and read this. And suddenly it really does lay it out. And in fact, it was uh, double this. And I did cut out so much that that uh, we just know that we just know and we nobody is having a problem with it. But sometimes for even the Bible, not just the Bible scholars, but it's good to know that Sensinium does write these books, write these books of salvation, because they will be used just like we go back to the Bible over and over to try to understand God's dealing with the children of Israel, then his Jesus is dealing with all of what he said, and all the words of comfort that St. Paul wrote and Jesus himself wrote that we have used for 2,000 years as mankind, not just to cope, but to progress, to make beautiful nations that have democracy, have prospered, that have taught your children to read and write that have schools and hospitals. We see the result of all the Bible has given us and done all the word has given us. And so we just wow, overwhelming what really a thousand, even 500 years will bring to the, to the, uh, to this, to these, to the people of God, to the people of this world. So we just pray now and thank you for all the valuable things you've given us. And we praise it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen, everybody.